Hello and welcome to the season finale of Defending the Den. I am Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Man, that was something, wasn't it? That was that was a run. That was a hell of a run. Um We will get to all that in a minute. Um from Blaine and the Final Four. But boy, first and foremost, thank you. Black Bear Nation for coming out in a big way for your boys out there. Awesome display that the Black Bears fans had. Uh, awesome to see all the way through. So thank you folks for uh, going ahead and uh, supporting your team. Always good to have. Uh, so Blaine happened. Uh, we were uh, that close. That, that close. But it was uh, not close enough, as the Black Bears fall in three games to the Austin Bruins and uh, did not make the national championship game despite a valiant effort. We'll start off with Friday. And uh, Friday was not the, uh, not, the, not the start the Black Bears won. A lot of bad bounces uh, came their way. And uh, just, you know, whether or not it was not knowing what the team across the ice for me was going to do, not you know, not knowing how they would change their game plan or, or how to play against and things like that. Um, the the whole optics of the situation. I mean, who knows? But it seemed that Friday night was not the best night for the uh, Maryland Black Bears, and we'll get started six oh three into it. Mattis Broussard, uh coming down the wing on a power play, just driving to the net, throws one at net backhand. It, I think it tipped off a defender's stick for the Black Bears. Fooled William Hackinson, and it's one to nothing for Austin on the power play, uh, and that will you know power play will be a thing that uh, it comes up a lot here in these game reviews, and uh, tell all start it was a very middle of the road game like uh, both teams trying to feel each other out in the first period and you know Black Bears seeing that the Bruins were stacking their blue line pretty hard and not letting them get any kind of flow to the game going. Uh, especially offensively until towards the end of the game. But uh, the Black Bears just couldn't get things going, so they go into the locker room down one nothing, being outshot 6-5 to five on the score, on the shot clock there. Then what could have only been you know, described as just horrific, and the boards were active all weekend, and the Black Bears get bit by it. As eight seconds into the second period, Mattis Broussard pots, hope open and, uh, pots home an open net as a shoot-around for a dump-in, kicks off one of the... I don't know what's wrong with the boards in, in uh, at the Fogarty Arena, but every single corner had boards that just popped the puck right out into the, to the uh, slot area, and that's what happened there. It fooled William Hackinson as he was going behind to stop it, and next thing you know, Mattis Broussard has a uh, wide-open net, pots at home, his second of the game. It's 2 nothing, and kind of like that broke any kind of momentum in terms of what the Black Bears were trying to get, like the hype coming out of the second period, we're only down one, and then this bounce happens. It's just like, oof, a little deflating to start things going. They tried to get things going, but again, Austin, very good defensively, was able to uh, make sure the Black Bears didn't get anything offensively going, only limiting the six shots in the frame. And then with under five minutes remaining, 304, if you're exact, uh, Ocean Wallace, who uh, was a big presence along the boards, Won a board battle behind the net, came out in front, and just wrapped it in past Hackinson, three to nothing, 
for the Bruins. Then another power play for the Austin Bruins late in or early in the third, 237 into it. Uh, actually, just as the power play was about to expire, or the penalty was about to expire with two seconds left on it. Jack Malinsky, the captain of the Bruins, just throws one on net, eludes Hackinson. It's 4 nothing. And then the Black Bears kind of woke up after that, tried to get some offense going, trying to get some. They had some offensive time going. They had a lot of shots, but a lot of them from the perimeter. Uh, a couple popped out in front, maybe trying to get a goal in there late well, off a rebound, but 16 shots in the third yielded nothing, and the Black Bears were shut out in game one of the semifinal. Hackinson had 14 saves in the defeat. Uh, so the Black Bears backs up against their wall. Uh, they were out power played three to one, and uh, they go into Saturday knowing they have to win. And uh, the uh, penalties again were uh, something else. Let me tell you. Uh, so it, it first period didn't yield a lot. Black Bears again still trying to find their footing. Got off to a really quick start. Austin was able to uh, get that done in the first five minutes. Then Austin was on the attack. Later on in the frame, they were able to get 11 shots as a whole, but they did not get any by William Hackinson in the first frame. Uh, Black Bears did have a carryover power play going into the second, 37 seconds in. That's when Riley Rue scores the first goal for the Black Bears in this tournament. A nice play, uh, a give-and-go between uh, Brandon Piku and Adam Shankula. A little mini one. Piku comes in. Pass it to the blue line of Shankula, who hits a streaking Piku. Piku finds Riley Rue. He's streaking down this slot. Pots it home for his second of the playoffs. Piku's ninth assist. Adam Shankula's second assist on the power play. Black Bears up one to nothing. Then after another uh, penalty kill that was uh, uh, killed off by the Black Bears, Braden Stannard gets in on the action. 349, and during a broken play as the Austin Bruins were about to get a call, Stannard picks up a puck that was kind of juggled uh, between Dimitri Kibru and Brandon Piku. Locks, loads, fires, puts it home for his second of the playoffs. Uh, and it's 2-0 Black Bears. Kibru with his fourth assist. Piku with his tenth assist. Black Bears keep rolling. William Hackinson also having a stellar second period. Stopping 16 shots. A lot of difficult shots. A couple shots coming out in the uh, through screens. Able to track everything down. Stop what he could. Make some big glove saves, big pad saves as well. And uh, he had himself a game stopping 27 to start the frame or start the first two frames. In the third, though, early on, 5.15 in, Walter Zacker finds the uh, back of the net for his seventh of the playoff. Uh, just a wrist shot through at the top of the slot, puts it home, and it's 2-1. to one. But then uh, that's when the Black Bears shut the door. They tried to get something going, trying to get some insurance goals. They did not have it. Uh, they had five shots on goal in the third period, but the defense kept uh, the Austin Bruins at bay after that first goal, and the Black Bears take home the victory, forcing an all-decisive game three. Hackinson, 34 saves in a big, big win for him. Power plays in this one. Austin had seven. Maryland had two. Do with that what you will. Um, and then at the end of the game, uh, Caleb Thiessen got an abusive official gross misconduct play, uh, penalty, which would get him suspended for Game Three. Which, when you know, it's it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Uh, obviously, you don't want one of your top defenders suspended, but at the same time, you know, 
gotta you know watch what you do, watch what you say, especially in this one, knowing that the the officials were what they were. In any case, go on to Friday night and uh, fr- or, sorry Saturday or Sunday night. Holy Dinah, the days crash together, folks. We go to Sunday night, all decisive game three. Didn't get started off great for the Black Bears as a uh, 138 in. Walter Zacker gets his eighth of the playoff, even though maybe a tripping penalty should have been called in the corner against Austin. Who's to say? Um, He pots it home, found the open side, and puts home his eighth. The Black Bears, again, trying to find something. They were actually doing great in the first period, able to move the puck around, able to get some things going, get some sustained offense. Uh, and it paid off as a scrum in front had the puck pop out to Trey Scott, who gets it at the top of the slot, lofts a backhand over everybody and into the net for his first of the playoff. Braden Stannard with his seventh assist, Brandon Piku with his 11th assist, with a minute and 28 remaining in the frame. Black Bears going to the locker room, tied up at one. Then the second period was a little bit interesting. And by a little bit interesting, meaning they shouldn't have had their second goal. The uh, Austin Bruins scored their second goal. Josh Giuliani gets his third, 343 in. However, ahead of that, Dylan Cook drove to the net and got a shot on. Then that, the re- that created the rebound for Giuliani. But Cook did get all up in William Hackinson's grill with his leg touching his pads. I think his elbow touching his helmet. There's photographic evidence that I have on my phone um, of that. But... The call was allowed to happen after a head contact call in which Sean Kilcullen sent one of the Broussard twins to their home planet, even though that was clean as day. Again, do with that what you will. But after that, Giuliani's goal counts. It is two to one. Austin. Maryland did not get any did not get much offense going on in the second period. Outshot twelve to five in the frame. Kind of good that they were only down two to one when all was said and done. Then early on in the third period, that's when Austin Solani gets his sixth of the year, uh, finding the back of the net, just finding an open area, putting it through. Uh, his sixth of the year, Austin up 3-1. to one. The Black Bears kept persistent, though. They were making sure that they weren't going to go quietly into that good night. And it resulted in uh, a great power play opportunity for him, and that's when Riley Rue again takes a nice little bounce and puts it home. Riley Rue just throws the puck. Uh, along the corner, trying to dump it in for a, a power play attempt, trying to get things set up. Again, kicks off the opposite side of what happened in game one, the opposite side boards, and then gets past uh, Trent Wimkin of the Austin Bruins, and it's a goal, a power play goal, Roos third of the playoff, and the Black Bears are within one goal on an odd bounce. You take all the bounces you can get, especially when it's a winner-take-all situation. And try as they might, the Black Bears unable to get that equalizer, unable to get the third goal, and with under five minutes remaining, Matthew uh, Desidero puts one home from the point through traffic for his second of the playoff. And even though there was a uh, crush at the end, nothing happening for the Black Bears. They lose this one by a score of 4-2, to ending their season. William Hackinson, 24 saves in the loss. Uh, And, uh, boy... It's disappointing, absolutely. Uh, you want your team to win. You want your team to be able to go on to the to play, to have a sniff of the championship, uh, to be that one extra, you know, one step away from a championship. But you can't take anything away from this team. This team was is going to be the benchmark 
moving forward. Not just for their record, not just for the accolades they had, but the team cohesion, to cohesive unit that they had. The fact that they are deep, they were deep as hell. Like anybody, anybody in the twelve forwards, six defensemen plus extra skater, could score, could pot and assist, could have points. Like you, that's how deep this team was. Every single line created offense. Every single pairing created offense, and they were able to generate that. No matter if there was, I mean, there there was a a uh, bug that went through the room. Everybody else stepped up. Um, they were able to deal with that and come out of it still in first place in the East Division. They go into the playoffs, wreck shop against uh, Northeast, play very well against Maine. I wouldn't say wreck shop. They played very well against Maine to get to the final. And honestly, when you look at it, Friday's game, I mean, that's a mulligan game. Saturday they came out firing. Friday or Sunday could have game either way. Sunday could have went either way, and just the bounces, while they did get some lucky ones, did not all go the Black Bears' way in this. But the season as it was should be deemed a success, and if it, you know, it should be, obviously. Um, Playoff-wise, we'll look at the playoff numbers. Brandon Piku led the entire uh, NAHL with points, 15 points in 10 games, uh, 4 goals and 11 assists. He led the entire league in points in the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty damn uh, awesome in that instance uh, when you look at the look at the bigger scope of things. Gunnar Van Dam and Sean Kilcullen were tied for third in defensive scoring with eight points each. Van Dam had four goals and uh, four assists. Kilcullen had two goals and six assists. Gunnar Van Dam tied for first in goal scoring. Sean Kilcullen tied for second in assist. So, um Pretty dang cool as well for you know for all these guys overall, and then you know what what can what more can you say of the regular season than what we've had uh, said before? I mean, you look at you know Christian Catalano with fifty seven points, a thirty goal season for him. Dimitri Kibru with forty one points, twenty five goals for him. Hunter Ramos twenty one goals and thirty six points in his rookie season. Um, Brad McNeil had a breakout season in his last junior year with fifty five points. In 59 games, 17 goals, 38 assists, um, and then six power play goals, six power play assists. Uh, Luke Van Wy, who man, boy, if if we could have him in the playoffs, how how great would have that been if he didn't get injured? Um, six six power play goals of his 13, um, 12 power play assists of his 28, 41 points, second team NHL. Uh, I mean, this was a heck of a season for this team. Not even that, like let's. I mean, you look at everything going on. I mean, aside from the Eastern Division title, 40 wins for this squad. A huge, a huge number. Uh, 15 losses. Didn't, a lot of games didn't go too much into overtime. Only two overtime wins. They went 2-4-1 and one in the overtimes. Two wins, uh, four losses, one shootout loss in that. But, I mean, 85 points, 215 goals, plus 75 goal differential. I mean, they were really, like, when you look at it, they were second only to um, the Oklahoma Warriors, who won the whole dang thing, in a lot of these categories. So, I mean, just goes to show, hey, playoffs are a son of a gun. But at the same time, this Black Bears team could have competed with anybody. And now we see what the future is going to hold. I mean, we had the draft here in a couple weeks. 
We have a lot of, uh, you know, camp is getting started here soon. I think June 20th is main camp for the Black Bears, so less than a month away. So there's a lot of things to be proud of and a lot of things to look forward to in the future. And um, we will do that. We will look at some stuff in the future on clutchandcrabhockey.com. I'll have the like the year interview, the we hardly knew you for the overage players, and then you know a future watch kind of thing as well. So um, stay tuned for that um, and all any other kind of things there as well. So there's that. Um, I'm proud of these this team, and I'm proud of those boys on that team uh, for representing the the organization very well. Nothing to hang their heads about at all. It was a hell of a season. One to be remembered, one to be uh, fawned over, and one for other teams to kind of look at and say, you know what, we need to be like this team inside and out. So um, hats off to the 2022-2023 Maryland Black Bears. They did the organization very well and very proud and uh, all that other fun stuff. It was a, it was great to watch from afar, um, but, uh, you know, it's always good to have even deeper goals. So we will see how this all pans out for the Black Bears moving forward. One last bit of news, uh, an alumni update, as it were, and, and uh, one of the players, one of the impact players last year, uh, Luca DePasco, in the playoffs, boy, he had him playoffs. He helped the Penticton Vs get to a uh, another championship, back-to-back championships for Penticton, one of the dominant uh, forces in the BCHL. Went 16-0-1 in the playoffs, with a 1.99 goals against and a 9.24 save percentage. That couples with his 36-3-0 record with a 170 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage um, for the man, the myth, the legend, Luca DePasco. So a great uh, showing from him in the grand scheme of things when you look at uh, what he did this year and the step that he made ahead of time. So that's pretty uh, pretty slick to see happen. For the uh, for the young man who's going to be going to Michigan State next, I believe next year, because he is a 20 year old, so he does age out, and uh, that'll do it. We've done it. We've done it again. Another uh, uh, the first season in the books for this particular podcast. The fifth season overall for Black Bears news and podcast stuff. And I thank you for taking the trip with me. It's been a great time. Uh, thanks to everyone who complimented uh, the play by play work that was done. Uh, this week, uh, this weekend, had a fun time doing. I'm I'm happy to have had the uh, honor to do it and to be asked like that. And uh, yeah, it was a great time to be had. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. It was fun and exciting to be around this team and all that fun junk. So yeah, guys, we're gonna have to do it. Uh, we're gonna have to do it again next year, huh? We'll have to do it again next year. We'll come back in September. We'll be fired up. We'll be ready to go. We will see what happens and and then go on this journey again. See what this team can do. It's going to be a lot tougher because things are going to be a lot deeper. There's going to be nine teams in the East Division as of right now. So there's going to be half the teams won't make the playoff. So it's going to be a tougher schedule. It's going to be more diverse, but it's going to be tougher too. So we will have to see how the Black Bears respond, who comes back, uh, who's new to the team. And go from there. So it should be fun. Hope you guys get your rest in the summer. It should be a great winter season for hockey. But 
this is where I leave you. Thank you all for listening this season. It's been awesome. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the support. Uh, for that, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. If you want any updates, go to the Twitter, Defending Den MBB. Go to the website, clutchandcrabhockey.com. And the Facebook doesn't get updated, but that's also facebook.com slash clutchandcrabhockey. So until I speak to you in a couple months, be good, be safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and we will talk to you next season. Peace.